Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Indeed it is. Welcome to A Free Solution on WYSL and WACK in Newark, WYSL and Rochester. My name is Craig Miles. So happy to be here with you. I am filling in for Timmer, uh, Tim Timmer Connor <laughs> from T- uh, for Tim O'Connor. I got it out. I wasn't on with Kevin yesterday. Kevin was holding down the fort. Today I'm back and I'm glad to be here with you. To talk about penal colonies. Do we live in a penal colony? I'm not certain. If you don't do what the rulers say that you should do, uh, there might be consequences. And that's okay. Uh, In a society, there's consequences for your actions. So the question becomes, who's responsible for exercising those consequences? Is it society's job? Is it my family's job? Do we hold one another accountable? Do we elect a sheriff of Dodge City to run around with a star and keep order? How do we do it? Well, in the state of New York, in the great state of New York, oftentimes we have a mandate from Albany that says you must go ahead and enforce this law. This is a great law. It's going to fix these things. It's going to fix everything. And if people do not comply, you must use your sheriffs. You must use your town cops. You must enforce these laws. You must enforce the will of the ruler. And if you do not, we will punish you. We'll take away your funds. This is the county. This is the state speaking with the county. We'll take away your funds. Or maybe you come up and you need a lot of highway money or you need this or you need that. And you say, you know what, Sheriff? You know what, County Executive? I remember. I don't forget easy. I'm like an elephant. (laughs) I might be a Democrat, but I'm still an elephant. And the Republicans, they're an elephant anyway. They say, "I I don't forget how you didn't enforce that law that I said you had to do it. You know, and um, that's going to cost you. That's at the government level. At the individual level, now you have counties or towns that are taking orders from Albany and telling you you must wear your mask. You must do this. You must do that. And oftentimes, it's not achieving the desired results. COVID zero. Stop COVID at all costs, wear your mask, get your vaccine. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but I'm not the one that's dragging it around behind me. And this is the point that I'm going to make. If you haven't taken the time to read a story called The Penal Colony by Franz Kafka, it's a very interesting story. It talks about a guy on an island And he's responsible for this machine. And this machine, it was a long time since I read it. But I think what the machine did is you put someone in the machine and it engraved some sort of a message on them. Maybe their crime, it would literally 
scratch it into them with their or uh, with needles as a punishment. And he was a part of this penal colony, this guy. And this was just one of the punishments on the penal colony. Well, the regime fell and there wasn't so much going on. Maybe there was a rev- maybe there was a revolution. I don't remember. Usually that's how regimes fall. So this guy was a relic of the past and so was the machine. And the story is told from the perspective of a man. I don't remember what his crime was, but I suspect it was something not very, you know, not that big of a deal because that tends to be how regimes work. And it's told from the perspective of the guy, you know, he's walking up to the gallows, ready to get his fate engraved on him. And the thing with this machine is it engraves and engraves and engraves until, you know, you're no longer on this mortal, uh, mortal, I can't say that. You're no longer on this earth. <laughs> I couldn't spit it out. Getting tongue-tied today. So the point is, this is not not a very nice end for a not very serious crime. And this guy that runs the machine is telling the guy that's about to go into the machine how wonderful this machine is, how it used to work so well, how it's beautiful, how how all of the people that punished that were punished by it He just, he loved the sounds and the sights, and it's really twisted. It's a really twisted story. And this guy is telling it as if it's the best thing that ever happened to him. This being the guy operating the machine. Because he has purpose. He's the machine operator. He's tuned out from the humanity of the people that he's putting through this machine. Not only that, the people handing down the executions are not running the machine. They're separated from it. They sign a paper or they tell their their guys, hey, this guy's being a bad guy. Go kick his door in, drag him out. We're going to put him through the machine. And then they go about their business. They don't have to watch that guy go through the machine. And I forget exactly how the story ends, but I think maybe this is the last prisoner... And as he's going through, the machine collapses. And then the guy that runs the machine, he has no purpose anymore. And basically, it's all fizzled out. But it had to fizzle out. And that's the key to this story. They didn't stop it. There was no need for this machine. There was no need for this punishment. These things just kept going. And people reveled in it. They loved it. This guy loved his job running the machine, and he was sad to see it go. He was sad that he had to execute his last prisoner. He was sad that his machine was dead. He wasn't happy that now we didn't have a a regime that had to punish people all the time. Maybe people were making their own choices now. Maybe there was more freedom. And this guy... You know, it's just, it's unfortunate because this seems like a, uh, this seems unusual. You say, this is a horrible story. Sounds like Kafka. That guy was twisted. You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like New York state. It sounds like New York state with their COVID regime. It sounds like New York state with tough on crime measures. 
it sounds like New York State with everything that they've tried to do. They try to go and make something happen. And they do make something happen, but it's often not what they set out to make happen. And then things just kind of peter out. They don't say, we were wrong about that. We didn't do it the right way. Yeah, we could have done that better. Let's see how we can do it better next. They just let the program go on. And I talked, maybe I didn't talk about this. There was a situation with the masks. Um, Manufacturers, lots of people making masks here in America. American-made masks. And one of the arguments, I believe it was the Washington Post, they posted a story that said, hey, you know what? Ending these mandates is not without consequences. And you say, oh, yeah, well, what are you going to say, Washington Post? Is it because maybe the incident of uh, infection will rise? Is it because, you know, it'll spread worse? What What is it? What What is the unintended consequence of ending these mandates? No more jobs, no more money. That was the spin. They said... If we end the mask mandates, there'll be no reason for anybody to buy masks. And these poor American mask manufacturers are going to be out of a job. (laughs) Wolf Blitzer made this argument when we got out of Afghanistan. He said, whoa, hang on. You're doing a lot of uh, doing a lot of celebrating for this. But I think we should have a moment of silence for those people that lost their jobs because Raytheon and Lockheed Martin... They can't make as many bombs anymore because we're not, we can't throw them anywhere. You got to think about those people that are going to lose their job. And if you have one of those jobs, because I know we have Lockheed Martin around the area. I don't judge you for that. You're part of an industry that makes money off of war. So more war is good for business. Less war is not good for business. And this, this is the point with any government-funded thing. Libertarians say all the time, anything you subsidize, you get more of. So if you have a government check behind it, <laughs> everybody's going to find a way to get that check. Got to come and get that check. And is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? It's not bad as long as your brake system is working. As long as you can walk it back, as long as there's accountability, as long as you say, hey, yeah, maybe we don't need so many bombs anymore. Not, well, if we stop making bombs, people are going to lose their job. We stop making masks, people are going to lose their job. Never mind the argument that these are unnecessary things. It's kind of socialist if you think about it. I mean, you don't even have to think about it. It is socialist. But it's the labor theory of work, right? Or whatever that's called. Work has value just because it's work. So I could sit and I could make mud pies all day and work really hard and sweat. And just because I'm making mud pies and sweating really hard, I deserve a living wage. It's the same thing with all these government programs. We'll get a little less uh, philosophical and uh, with with metaphors after the break. It is WYSL and WACK in Newark. I thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Craig Miles on A Free Solution.
Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. We are back on a free solution, WISL and WACK in Newark. My name is Craig Miles. Thank you so much for tuning in. Got lots of comments in the chat. I'm going to get to those 585-346-3000 if you'd like to call me as well. I'd love to have a chat with you about the topic today, which is do we live in a penal colony? Boy, it does feel like it some days, doesn't it? Before I get to that, a little bit of an announcement. If you enjoy tuning in on noon on all of the weekdays, well... We're moving. Next week, we're going to 1 o'clock on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You'll still get all of us. Larry Sharp, Tim O'Connor. I spit it out that time. (laughs) Kevin Wilson and myself, Craig Miles. Again, starting next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 1 o'clock. You'll be able to listen to a free solution. Now to get to some of the comments here. Ryan Collar says, we do live in a penal colony say once they get your their hands on you they never let go and i think that's the case in a lot of different ways that's not only for crime that's not only if you've been convicted or arrested or things like that but that's things in general with the state once they get their hands on you they get greedy they say wait a minute this guy makes money this gal makes money Hmm, there must be another way to get that money out of them. Maybe we need a license for a car. Maybe we need a registration. Maybe we need an inspection. Maybe, I'm not familiar with this, uh, but I've seen stuff on Facebook. If you're a motorcycler, call in or text me, uh, I'm sorry, comment (laughs) online about this whole motorcycle registration thing. I heard that all of them expired all at once or they're about to expire all at once. Why is that? What if I bought one two months ago? I mean, I can't be driving around on the road without uh, without a registration. So maybe I'm ignorant on how motorcycle registrations work. But if they're like vehicle registrations and you do them for two years or whatever it is. And, you know, my registration was up two months ago. And I bought one that's supposed to be a two-year registration. But it expired after two months. That doesn't seem right. That seems like a cash grab to me. Again, I don't know anything about this, but I saw that on Facebook. I think it was even advertised to me on Facebook. And I was like, what? You just expire things when you want them now so that you can get another. And it's the same thing with the licenses. Every two years, you got to get a new real ID. 
oh, the real ID laws have changed. Now you need a real, real ID. And pretty soon it'll be a triple real. And then, you know, it's already tiered because you can do things with a real one that you can't do with the other one. And it's all a scam. Why don't you have one? Why don't you have one ID? Isn't an ID an ID? Let me pay them. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna milk me for money, just milk me once. It's embarrassing when you do it three times. Why? It's embarrassing for you, and it just makes me angry because it has nothing to do with safety. It's all about money. So I think Ryan's right. Once they get their claws in you, they do not let go at all. So a couple other comments here. Talking about unintended consequences, Sean Hayes. He's running for office, by the way, as a libertarian, if you want to go and check him out. And he says many people lost their lives, suicide rates spiked. Sean, that's not all. You know, incidents of uh, problem drinking, drug use, crime. People don't feel good, so they don't do good things. Uh, I'm not going to say all of the issues that we're having right now in New York City in uh, New York City specifically and in other cities, you know, uh, in general. I'm not going to say they're all related to COVID, but I'm sure COVID, the COVID response, let me say that, not COVID, not the virus. I'm sure the COVID response did not help any of these issues that were issues. I know it for a fact, as a matter of fact. And what are they going to do? They're going to build more engraving machines to stuff people through and engrave them until they die. Kafka would love to live in, or maybe he wouldn't. I suspect Kafka wrote those stories because he wanted to warn people. So I think maybe Kafka would be a little upset right now. He said, you should have read that twice. You should have read my story. What are you doing? Yeah, (laughs) that's the story of New York, huh? Should have read the story. Should have paid attention. Should have voted for something different. And the good news is you can, you can now you can, it's never too late to change. The point is that Republicans and Democrats together have built this state that we live in because Republicans have not held Democrats accountable. Now, I don't know the reason for that, right? I'm not in their heads, but they always say, well, what do you want me to do? You know, it's a Democrat-run state. I can't do too much, but elect me. <laughs> you got to elect me. Let's let's get it. And it's hard. I'm not going to bag on them all day. You know, the individual representatives or whatever. It's it's hard because the system is built to to help Democrats. Oh, if only that we have more residents here and it's supposed to be a republic and you vote by majority right the people that get the majority of the votes they get the representative so if only that we have too many democrats here for a republican to win a state right uh statewide office it's still the system that we have and it's still creating a one-party rule and the republicans as of yet have not figured out how to counterattack that because we live in a world where you can't cross aisles and the aisles are only getting further and further apart, unfortunately. And I had an interesting conversation. I took an Uber yesterday and the Uber driver was giving me the updates on COVID. 
Oh, people are going crazy, getting really nervous. It's a red zone here. I said, really? I said, I don't know anything about that. I don't watch the news. I don't watch the news, so I have no idea that it's a red zone. If you told me that I was living in a red zone, I would have no idea whatsoever. Because I see people out. I see people doing stuff. I do see people wearing masks. And that's their that's their MO. They're more than welcome to wear masks. I'm also not tied to the television. You know, at at uh, 7 a.m. noon. And, well, not noon because I'm on here. And 5 o'clock when I get home, right? I'm not tied to all that waiting for the latest update on COVID. It's unhealthy. You want to talk about health. You want to talk about a health crisis. Making people tune into their television to see what the crisis of the day is. To see, well, what should I be worried about today? And how's my guy going to fix it? It's not good for you. I'm reading a book right now by Bessel van, uh, van der Kolk. He's, uh, well, he's Dutch, I think. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, the name of the book is The Body Keeps the Score, and he talks about agency and how it's so important to have agency as a person. And when people lose their agency, they lose their minds. They lose their minds. They lose their body. Literally, that's what this whole book about uh, is about. Problems with your mind and problems with your attitude and problems with your disposition, they affect your body in negative ways. This is science. This isn't some uh, hippie mumbo jumbo. <laughs> trust the science. I'm not telling you to trust the science. I'm telling you to read the book and then go and read a bunch of other studies. But this is proven over and over again that the the space that your mind is in affects the way your body feels and it'll have negative effects on your arteries on your heart on your adrenaline response on all of these things and when we get back from the break i'll talk a little bit about why i think a lot of our health issues may stem from the fact that we keep watching that television i sound like some old boomer Get off the television and go play in the dirt. Hey, that's not a bad suggestion. We'll be back on WYSL after the break. A free solution. America in her crosshairs. Our rights, our liberties, our sovereignty is at risk. Join us at our new time and slot Monday through Friday at noon on all WYSL stations for the Dark Delight Show as we uncover the unfolding global conspiracy. A free solution. Dark Delight, the new show on WYSL, going to be taking this slot on Monday, Wednesday. I'm sorry, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we will be moving to 1 o'clock on WISL and WACK in Newark. I'm going to have to tune in and listen. Dark to light. 
Hopefully we can move at light to dark here in New York. Things seem to be getting darker every day. But did you know the symbol of the Libertarian Party is a torch? And those things, you know, they're pretty good at lighting the way. Before the break, I was talking about our health and how I think it's bad for our health to be told every single day we're going to die. And I don't think you have to be a scientist to to to, to realize that's probably true. Yeah, probably not good for your health. My point is that there is it doesn't just sound like it's bad. There's backing that the more agency that you take from people, the less healthy they are. They have swings in moods. They have swings in hormone levels. They have all of these uh, terminal illnesses and chronic diseases. Those are all big problems in our country. Heart disease, number one killer. Stress, stress affects that. What is more stressful? Letting people do what they do and spend time with their family and go and see people and patronize the businesses that they want to patronize and do the things they want to do. Is that stressful? Or is it stressful to tell them that if they do any of those things, they're probably going to die. And if they do want to do those things, all they got to do is get a shot. And then even then you should probably wear a mask while you're doing it. And I know we're out, we're out of the thick of this, but it's just like the machine in the penal colony. We have our own machine operator right now, Kathy Hochul. She's telling everyone about the good old days of COVID. Don't forget, COVID's still around. And in two years, when there's another crisis, it'll be that. It'll probably be ghost guns. I'm going to say right now, anything that she does about ghost guns is not going to change the incidence of the violence. It's not going to decrease crime. It's not going to decrease violence. And they'll say, well, we didn't try enough of it. And then that thing will peak eventually. And then hopefully, as things go, it will peter out. I don't know how that's going to happen. I do know how you can make it happen a little quicker, though. Larry Sharp, running for governor. He's a libertarian. He is not Kathy Ogle. He is not some Republican that will tell you that they can win and then lose to Kathy Ogle. He has new ideas. And if it weren't Larry... It'd be someone else that I'd vote for as long as they were the outsider. I like Larry a lot, but if there was someone else here worth voting for, I would not be opposed to them as well. Same thing as a libertarian. I had my party, but if there was a third party that I appreciated that I thought was just as good, that's the point of parties. They're for choice. Ironically, they are not. These days, they're not about choice. You have two choices. And really, they're the same choice. And people defend it. I was watching a TikTok the other day about libertarians, you know, and how they were they were the way. They were the third way. And it was not just specifically libertarians. It was third parties in general. Third parties in general are the way. And people, you should have seen them zoom in there. You're so ignorant. You don't know anything about anything. Way to prove how ignorant you are. It's a two-party system. You could never change anything. Calling me ignorant. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> ignorant, I've said it before, ignorant is not a bad thing. Ignorant has has negative connotations because people use it as a bad thing. All ignorant means is you don't know something. And people take it as an insult because it's it's you're supposed to know everything. You're supposed to know everything, and if you don't know everything, you're an idiot. So that's why people take it as an insult. But he's calling me ignorant. And I am ignorant. We're all ignorant. I'm wondering, when you come at me speaking that language, oh, it's a two-party system, you can only do this. I feel like there's a lot you don't know, sir. <laughs> so maybe before you call me, and, and maybe I am, maybe I'm crazy. I think crazy is a better word. Because I'm not ignorant of how hard it is. It would be easier to run as a Republican or a Democrat and get that and get that team behind you. Because that's what it is. It's a machine. I'm going to keep with the machine theme. Democrats and Republicans have their base. And that base will turn out and that base will vote for them. No matter what they do. There'll be varying degrees of it. Some people might stay home. But by and large, they can count on their base coming out for them. They also have automatic ballot access. And I was having a discussion with a guy about campaigns and how campaigns are such a mess. All campaigns are a mess, according to this guy. And he would know because he does campaigns. (laughs) And it just frustrates me because you see things happen with like the Jorgensen campaign or with the Gary Johnson campaign where there's this one thing that happens. Someone makes one misstep and everybody jumps on them. The media jumps on them less so with Joe Jorgensen, because I think, I think the media largely ignored the libertarians this last time around because it was all about uncle Joe and, uh, and Trump, but at least with Gary Johnson, he had his Aleppo moment. This guy, if you go back and watch the video, if you care, it's an interview with Gary Johnson. And I, I forget the I forget the anchor that's interviewing him because it's irrelevant. Because it could have been six other rel- or it could have been six other anchors. It's not important. They're all the same anchor. <coughs> Excuse me. They all they all they all bow to the same, you know, the same Lord and Savior, which is their corporate press which is infiltrated by the cia uh the the, uh, dark delight guy he's gonna love this he's yeah they're all they're all in cahoots and if gary johnson's looking like he's making too much sense it's time to kneecap him so the guy interviewing gary johnson asks him the question he says what would you what would you do about aleppo and then gary gary's trying to collect his thoughts and this guy keeps he says, right, right on him, right on him, yelling at him. This isn't a clip, treating him poorly. <laughs> if you, if you are a person who has ever had an interaction with another person, and you're trying to collect your thoughts, and they're yelling at you, sometimes it's difficult to formulate an opinion or a thought or an idea. And Gary. He didn't understand the question. He didn't know what this guy was talking about. So he says, what is Aleppo? He thought he had said a, as in a thing, right? A Aleppo. 
He's like, what is Aleppo? I don't know. <laughs> but the press, people still talk to that, uh, talk about that to this day. Because Gary Johnson is an idiot. He doesn't know anything. He ran, what was it, Arizona or New Mexico or one of those states. He ran that well for many years. But he's an idiot. He doesn't know where Aleppo is. I don't care where Aleppo is, honestly, because I'll bet we're bombing it. Wherever it is, I'll bet we'll. I bet I bet we bombed it. it <laughs> why does Gary Johnson need to know about that? And that was my point. As a libertarian, I understood because I'm like, foreign policy is very simple: don't bomb people unless they attack you, like outright attack you, unless there's a threat to American lives. And by that, I mean American lives here on our soil because we shouldn't be putting people all over the world just because we think we should. We need very good reasons. And we used to have to make those very good reasons. We used to have to fight about them in Congress. It wasn't just a president decides to go to war and all these companies make a bunch of money. It didn't used to be like that used to have to have an act of Congress to go to war. And then if you didn't like it, you could go and, you know, reelect your, uh, reelect your representatives that voted the wrong way on the war. Now we just go to war. It's just, it's just accepted. There's no accountability for it. We just go to war. That's what we do. And the penal colony, uh, colony redesign. And we go to war here at home, the war on drugs, the war on crime, the war on poverty. Start a war. Because that fixes it. And get those machines going and get those people loving their lives. Running those machines. So that when the thing becomes irrelevant, now we can't stop it. Now we don't have to stop it. It'll just keep going on and on. We don't have to we don't have to work to get votes from our voters because they're just gonna come and vote for us. And Jimmy Dore is a lefty comedian that I watch. And he had an interesting take on this about voting for your team and how sometimes you might have more power than you think. I'll get to that coming up after the next break. It is WISL and WACK in Newark. Listening to a free solution. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be speaking with you after the commercial break. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals but don't take my word for it they've won the best in rochester eight years in a row and have an a plus better business bureau rating if your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals give the professionals at simple tech innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182 that's 585-200-3182 simple tech innovations 
Free Solution. We are back with a free solution on WISL and WACK in Newark. My name is Craig. I am so happy that you have spent your afternoon with me. I enjoy this. I hope you enjoy it, too. Getting some comments. You mentioned Aleppo and Gary Johnson and the Libertarians start jumping up and down. Byron says it turned out that the reporter didn't know where it was either. Well, that's okay, Byron. It's like Alex Trebek. He doesn't actually have to know the the answers on Jeopardy. R.I.P., by the way. No disrespect to you, Alex. <laughs> and Gene, uh, she comments, actually, Gary, uh, Gary Johnson didn't know what Aleppo is. Yes, that is the, mis- the misunderstanding that was heard around the world. If you want to give me a call. 585-346-3000 is the number you can call in and talk to me about, you know, penal colonies and wars, the war on drugs, the war on everything, machines that just keep running. And I can't remember exactly what it was that I uh, wanted to pick up on for this last segment. But I think I'll just continue with the uh, general theme which is we need to change this because every time we have a problem, we build another machine, we build another process, we build another policy. And those in the in and of themselves wouldn't be so bad. Again, if you had the feedback loop, if you had a way to declare a mission accomplished, if you had a clear way, if you had an exit strategy, By design, we don't have any of these things because exit strategies put people out of work. What did Kathy just, she just organized some new thing. I saw it in the paper. I saw it in the paper yesterday. Some, some task force. Why? What are you telling me? You don't have 10 people. You don't have 10 people in New York state government already that you could put on this really special thing and make it work. How inept are you? How inept are your people? How many millions? Do we have millions? I bet we have millions of state employees. We must have. You can't find 10 of them to to take some time out of their lives and work on this one thing? No, I got to appoint board members. And then they got to find projects. They got to build some, they got to build some shelters. They got to build this. They got to build a film hub in Syracuse. And and we're going to compete with California because the, the weather is so sunny and nice here all the time, you know, that, that people just come, they'll, they'll come and they'll love to shoot in New York. And, and all of the unions that work on films, they all live here in upstate New York, you know, and all the talent that all lives up here in upstate. Get out of here with your nonsense ideas. They sell them well, though. It sounds good. And then it gets sold for a dollar and becomes a bus terminal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that sounds about right. We need to change the system. We need to stop putting people in that profit continuously from the ongoing drug wars, the ongoing wars on crime, because in the end, they're not doing anything helpful and they're not going to fix the problem that they're trying to fix and throwing more money and more bodies and more task forces and more whatever at it more of the same thing isn't going to help 
it's time to put power back in people's hands. Stop telling them to watch CNN every day and see if they're going to die. Tell them to go out and smell the roses. Tell them to run barefoot in the dirt. You can probably guess that I'm kind of an outdoorsy hippie type. That's where we come from. I used to be kind of, I used to roll my eyes at the new age people. We've existed for thousands and thousands and thousands of years outside in tune with what, uh, in tune with one another, helping, adapting, helping each other out. And that's what we're built for. We're built for collaboration. We're built for personal interactions. We're built to exist within nature, not trying to combat it. Now, am I saying there's no place for technology? Am I saying there's no, I'm literally in my childhood bedroom talking to you on a computer, going out over a radio. Technology is great. This is wonderful. And we need to not lose sight of where we, where we belong. Quote unquote. You put people in horrible situations. You yell at them. You tell them that everyone's against them. Well, at least half of the population is against them. That I'm the only one that can fix your problems. That you must, you must follow me. Otherwise, that other half is going to murder you. And then you say, why do we have so much mental health problems? Why do people want to do drugs? Why do people want to, why do people want to shoot each other? Why? Yeah. I, I don't think that that's, that's not a question. The answer is right there in front of you. It's so easy to see. You're creating a system that make people miserable. And then you say, we need universal health care because everyone's dying of these terminal, illness, these chronic diseases. How about you treat them better? How about you don't treat them like an idiot? How about you're open with them? How about you ask them what they want? What do you want? What can I help you with? Don't get up there and and rah-rah team just because rah-rah team. That's what we're at. My team is better because it's my team. No no reason to have any (laughs) more. Someone broke it to me like this. He said, I'm a Mets fan. And I said, yeah, so am I. He said, and no matter how many times we say this is our year, no matter how many times it looks so good out of the starting gate, no matter how many times everybody's got buzz and they're saying, this is great. We get to the middle of the year. Everybody breaks in half. We're playing with our third string. We get to October just hoping for it all to end, crying, and say better luck next year. And we remain Mets fans. And the guy said, yeah, that's that's what people do with politics. And I said, yeah, you're not wrong. I said the difference is when uh, Bucky Showalter, the manager of the Mets, gets done managing the Mets at the end of the season, he goes home and he kicks his feet up and he has a beer or a cup of coffee or whatever he drinks. And he leaves me the hell alone. When it's team sports with politics, these guys, they don't leave you alone. They don't leave you alone at all. And they negatively affect you. And you say, well, at least it's my guy. You know, it'd be like if the Mets came every day and kicked my door in. 
or threw baseballs through my window or something like that instead of just losing, instead of just being a bad team. If they were doing things that actually affected me, you know, they carjacked me or something. If the Mets did that to me, I probably wouldn't be a Mets fan. So why do we let the government do it? Why do we let the Republicans do it? Why do we let the Democrats do it? Why do we let them throw baseballs through our window and say, ah, it's our team, it's okay? The answer is we don't. Stop it. Stop it. Stop letting them throw baseballs through your window. And go and become a man of a uh, go go become a fan of a minor league team. The AAA team from Rochester. That's what we need. That's how you stop the machine. That's how you end the penal colony. They're a free solution. I want to thank you so much for tuning into a free solution. We're on at a new time next week. One o'clock uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Can't wait to talk to you. New time, same place next week. My name is Craig Miles on A Free Solution. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will uh, talk to you next week.